0: This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond
1: Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.
0: 15th minute, fall into Ditsy, 10 yards out, centre of the field. Good ball to find Aaron the main, who found some space on the right-hand side of the penalty area. It fell to McGoldrick's left foot, and he shanks it wide of Stuart Moore's far post. Is it? No, it's going to go short towards Dan Crowley on the edge of the area. He's going to feed it out to the right-hand side and the main, back to Jody Jones who's switched flanks, gets a cross in, good one too. Macaulay Langstaff's there, and that one needed tipping over the bar by Stuart Moore. And that's the first sight of goal that the Notts County number nine's had. It was a great looping ball in from Jodie Jones, who switched from the left to the right with his left foot, and he rose high six yards out. Got a good header on that, and that needed tipping over for a corner by the shrimp stopper Stuart Moore. Centre circle once more is O'Brien, the veteran going to try and play an incisive ball through and Jody Jones is going to cut inside Donald Love has lost his foot and Jody Jones goes to the top corner probably should have gone for the low and hard route which might well have found the back of Stuart Moore's net but Notts County were in then inside the Morgan penalty area lovely incisive ball through and it was Jody Jones that left Donald Love on his backside but tried to bend it into the right top corner and it's over the angle Michael Mellon wrestles possession away from Baldwin into the edge of the boxes Adam Mayer might think about getting into his left foot and pulling the trigger and Aiden Stone will be having absolute nightmares about Adam Mayer shooting from that kind of range when he was in goal when he played for Port Vale last season Adam Mayer in an identical position smack one past him in exactly the same circumstance and exactly the same end with his left foot that one though straight down the throat of the Magpies goalkeeper early first opportunity in the second half of Morecambe Throw in by senior That's that foul on Michael Mellon referee has a cursory look but says he can play on Crowley out Towards the left hand side Jody Jones in front of the Berlin Wall is going to try Maybe go around the outside of Donald Love instead of gets it back to Crowley 30 yards out Matt Palmer Not counting midfield the Mellon still down ball spread out towards this right hand side and the main shows Adam Mare a clean pair of fields, keeps the ball in as well and it rattles off the crossbar at the back post and Morecambe just about get their clearance done Calls for King on the halfway line, Morecambe getting on the front foot now with Michael Mellon 25, 30, 35 yards out, goes for Glory and he smacks it into the packed halo terrace away to our left hand side Jacob Badeau smashes it away from the edge of the Morgan penalty area, picked up on halfway nicely by Michael Mellon into the path of Tom Bloxham who's cutting infield, he's going to try and bulldoze his way towards the edge of the box, here's Adam May, left tip for the penalty area, going towards the byline, gets the ball across, Mellon can he turn, six yards out, he can turn, he can't quite find the bottom corner though that would have been a lovely goal if Morgan would have found the back of the net there started by Michael Mellon on the halfway line into the path of Tom Bloxham who bulldozes his way towards the edge of the box into Mare Mellon had continued edge of the six-yard box turned his man beat the keeper couldn't quite find the far corner good chance Reaction to the action this is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio That towards Cameron on the left-hand side he plays it down the line referee puts the whistle to his lips Paul's proceedings to a close And that is the end of that and overall you would say a very, very good point here at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium for Derek Adams Shrimps this Tuesday night. Notts County played a lot of possession football, very happy to recycle the ball rinse and repeat for large parts of the first half it was played pretty much at walking pace really, not too much in the way of clear goal scoring opportunities for either side, in fact it was probably the magpies who had the best of things in the first 45 minutes, a McCauley Langstaff header was tipped over the bar by Stuart Moore, Jody Jones had an effort over the angle of post and bar from the edge of the area as well, and a couple of efforts wide by uh, former derby man veteran David McGoldrick Morkham Had to weather a lot of pressure in the second half as the tempo upped ever so slightly. Knox County came the closest to breaking the deadlock four minutes after the restart uh, with a volley which smashed back off Stuart Moore's crossbar and away to safety. Michael Mellon came the closest... Picking the ball up on the halfway line. Feeding it into Tom Bloxham. He got it back on the edge of the six-yard box from Adam Mayer. Turned and shot. Beat the keeper. And also beat the far post in front of the Halo Terrace. That was the closest uh, that the Shrimps came uh, to breaking the deadlock uh, this Tuesday night. But I think one thing that Derek Adams is going to be absolutely delighted with... ...is the clean sheet. It's the shape, which was excellent throughout the whole of the back five were fantastic for most part. I thought Joel Senior had his best game for us by my money, the Morecambe Man of the Match tonight, although it went to the sponsors, Mazuma Mobile gave it to JJ mckinnon so lots to be positive about. Notts County came with a game plan, and it didn't pay off for the, them tonight. They are a very neat and tidy team. I don't think they're quite in the class of Mansfield on Saturday, that's for sure, but I think they're going to surprise a few this season. Luke Williams men but overall bouncing back from that heavy defeat and poor performance against Mansfield on Saturday Morecambe can be pretty pleased overall with their night's work good clean sheet we just need to work on getting a bit more going in the final third and getting some shots on target but the shape and our commitment and determination
2: cannot be faulted well Derek and nil draw tonight against Knox County a decent point you think?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was a, a very good 0-0 game, You know, tactically it was really difficult for both sides because both sides had different plans going into the game, uh, it then became a man v van situation uh, all over the pitch and it was who was going to get the better of the opposition and uh, we were unfortunate a couple of times we nearly nicked uh, the ball off the goalkeeper or centre half or knocked it off midfield and, and we could have scored, likewise they could have as well, uh, but not as many times as us. I thought we were uh, dangerous at times, nicking it off. Um, and they've got to be credit to the players because they had to play uh, with their heads. Because mentally, it's difficult to play when you know a team's playing out from the back. The goalkeeper, you know, takes the ball so far, and um, what you get is if you press the goalkeeper, then the ball gets played to the centre half. The centre half can dribble into your half. The goalkeeper can't dribble into your half. And and what we did was allowed their goalkeeper to kick it long and A lot of the time, we either won the header or he kicked it out of the pitch. And um, you know, we played really well. I thought the fitness levels were excellent as well, you know, because you've got to cover a lot of ground tonight. Uh, and both teams, you know, tried to win the match.
2: There weren't too many chances they did it the crossbar, but Michael Mellon was so close and nicking it right at the end there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, there was a number of times that um, the game could have gone either way, and uh, it was just the first goal was crucial for both sides tonight, and uh, whoever was going to get that first goal was going to go on and win the game
2: Looking at your team tonight Joel Senior is coming in the summer left back again tonight had a tough game tonight against Crowley and, and Nemain who gave a lot of problems but I thought he was tremendous Joel Senior
1: Yeah he, he has been You know, he's had to play out of position um, so to speak because he's not a left back he's a right back but what he can do is he can tuck inside and, uh, and that's what helped us tonight is because he's able to go in and tuck in in there. You know, deep lying centre forward, and it didn't cause us many problems tonight. I thought that tactically the players, you know, were spot on, and he was, you know, one of the ones that, uh, you know, helped us.
2: We talked about the young players over the week, but tactically tonight, you mentioned it there. Whatever you've said to them, they've really taken on board tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that as a young player, it's about learning, and it's difficult for me because I've got to win football matches, but I've got to coach them at the same time and educate them. And they've come from an environment. Sometimes it's just about playing football. But when you get to this level, it's a wee bit different. You've got to play for three points. You've got to win games. You've got to get points. Point could be you know, massive for us at the end of the season. And um, today, they're learning all the time. And, and as a manager, as a coach, the staff, um, and as players as well, because they're feeding off of each other. Um, they're giving good communication uh, from the back, from the midfield and even from the benches as well, uh, towards the end of the game.
2: Three games in, we've already seen that uh, League Two is quite tough, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's extremely tough, you know, there's a lot of good teams and um, Notts County are always going to be one of them. We know from you know, financial point of view what they spend and um, they've got McGoldrick up front, who um, you know has been in League One last year as a terrific player, but I thought we, we did well to, to keep them quiet tonight.
2: Learning continues on Saturday just Bradford here on uh, the weekend
1: yeah I mean another game at home which is great for us because um, I think at home we enjoy playing here and uh, the fans you know feed off us I know it was difficult tonight because they haven't seen a lot of goal attempts from from either side but sometimes that happens sometimes that's the the tactical game that it is
2: well Joel a 0-0 draw against Notts County tonight at the Mizzoumi Stadium a tough game
3: yeah it was a tough game they were a good side um they pass the ball around well, they move you but I felt we dealt with, with their, their players well and I thought, I thought we, we had big opportunities to score in a game but we just didn't have that cutting edge tonight but yeah, I thought it was a good game they was good and I thought we dealt with their problems well.
2: After Saturday in a 3-0 defeat at Mansfield, which was a tough game you had to give a bit of a response tonight and I think you all did that, didn't you?
3: Yeah, Saturday obviously wasn't what what we aimed for, It was it was a poor performance by our our standards that we set in the first two games, I thought we did well in the first two, and we let ourselves down on Saturday, but tonight it was about bouncing back, giving a good reaction from, from the poor performance on Saturday, and I thought we did that in, in spells, we looked good. Obviously, they're a team that likes to keep possession, so sometimes you have to be disciplined in your shape and and make sure that you, you don't don't let them get easy chances, but, and I thought we did that tonight, so yeah, it was a good response.
2: You've come in at left-back, and tonight you had a tough task against the main Dan Crowley especially in the second half but you stood up to it really well
3: yeah obviously they're two good players I've played against the uh, main before I know he's like he's direct he likes to get at you, yeah. and obviously Crowley uh, picks up some good positions so it's hard to sometimes you have to make sure you're disciplined in that position don't over cover or don't don't go like in the first half I've gone too high at one point and he's just slipped it in behind me but yeah I thought I did well against them obviously it's not easy when when they've got space to get at you, but I thought I defended well, and it, it was a good it was a good duel between us. How are you enjoying
2: life as a left back?
3: Yeah, I enjoy it. To be fair, it's 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 a new position for me. I played it before at previous clubs, but it's something that I, I think I'll only get better at the more I play it. The more I play it, like the positions that I need to take up, like my body shape and stuff like that. Also, getting on the ball, wet, what sort of because it's completely different to the other side. Obviously, I'm I'm my natural right foot if I'm playing right back, but obviously. It, when i'm when i'm on the left side it gives me different diversity to my game i can come inside i can go down the line i just need to show more of that going forward i think
2: you mentioned it there you're one of quite a few youngsters brought in in the summer and it's a learning game is it? it's a learning curve for every, all of you
3: yeah it is like we've got a young squad but i think it'll only help us the more games we play the more experience we get to get with each other like you say it's only we come. a lot of the, the players coming in the summer so so the longer the season goes on you'd expect that we get better because we're playing together more more frequently, like, like most of the teams in this league, they've been together a while, so they, they know the patterns of play, they know each other inside and out, and we're still getting used to that. So so as the season progresses, hopefully we keep improving and, and keep picking up good results.
2: Saturday, another game at home, Bradford City, another tough game, you expect?
3: Yeah, they'll be a good, good side. I played against them a few, three, three or four times last year, so I know what they're like, they're a, they're a good side. Their manager sets them up well, and it'll be a, a tough game, but obviously at home we know we can beat anyone and we've had chances tonight to do that obviously we've not done it but they're a good team they'll be up there and I think that we'll, we'll do it. we've got to come with the same energy we did tonight and hopefully we'll get the win
0: Thanks for downloading episode 120 of the Shrimp's Verdict podcast. Really appreciate your ears as ever. This is Dave Salmon. Uh, Now, normally at this point of the pod, we would be looking ahead to Morecambe's next game in League Two. And I did have a special guest lined up uh, to look ahead to Bradford City's visit to the Mazuma on Saturday. But unfortunately, uh, this morning, that's Tuesday morning, uh, when we came to do the interview, uh, the particular person that we had lined up just didn't... Turn up for the interview, so so there you go. You can't do anything about that, I suppose. So instead, I uh, rang my mate Gab. Sutton up, I said, "Gab, you fancy jumping on our podcast?" And he went, "Yeah." Do you know what? Let's go and do it. So uh, here's my chat with Gab. We talk about all things shrimps and the early couple of weeks uh, in the League Two season. Enjoy that, and of course, Shrimps Live back this coming Saturday will be on our FM and uh, DAB plus digital radio services uh, across North Lancashire and South Cumbria from uh, just before two fifty-five for Team News and the whole of Morecambe against Bradford City live in League 2 from the Mazuma Mobile Stadium and of course you can listen and watch via I Follow Shrimps. So Gab, let's talk all things League 2 then in the early part of the season. The caveat before we get underway, we are talking before Morecambe's game against Notts County on uh, Tuesday evening so uh, that could uh, again I suppose sway uh, people's opinions but uh, based on what we know as we are currently talking now at what, quarter? Past 12 on Tuesday lunchtime um, Firstly general, uh, Generally speaking in League 2 how, how has it gone in comparison So far to how you thought It might have gone
4: Um Maybe a little bit differently because I think uh, there's been some teams that lots of people expected to uh, be right up there that haven't necessarily fired on all cylinders yet, uh, and I think there's been um, you know one or two teams that have possibly surprised us a little bit. Um, I would say uh, Barrow have surprised us, but they were out of actually my tip to be dark horses this season, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, I suppose you've got Gillingham and MK Dons. They've uh, they've started quite well this year, but actually um, you look at Stockport County, they've lost their first two games, Wrexham have only got points so far a um, few big clubs in the, in that bottom half as well, um, Tranmere I know they've been, I think performance wise they've been pretty good but they've still lost their first two games and Doncaster as well, um, lots of people were expecting big things from them this season but they've lost back to back as well so um, plenty of time for things to change, I think it's important not to rush to too many conclusions after two games because it's such a small sample size and things couldn't change so quickly. So I guess we best um, best get a real barometer of where things are, maybe 10 games in, but um, certainly been an intriguing start.
0: And the, the one team that has surprised me the most uh, are Crawley. Uh, everybody wrote them off before the start <laughs> of the season. Like you say, only a couple of games in, of course, but uh, uh, they've had by far a, a better start than people might have imagined.
4: Yeah, four points from their first two games. Uh, like you say, a lot of people were actually you know what I think it's mainly the um the sort of structure of the club and question marks over the ownership that most people, including myself, had kind of questioned. Um but actually Scott Lindsay um kept them up at the end of last season, seems to be getting them playing some some decent stuff in um in Difficult circumstances, so um, all credit to him. And if you can get Don Telford firing, then you know maybe they could uh, maybe they could um, make a mockery of uh, the pre season predictions.
0: Now, let's talk Morecambe then, Gab, if we may, in your sure. summer pre season league table, which uh some you get spectacularly right, some you get catastrophically <laughs> wrong. I suppose that's the nature of predictions, though, isn't it? Really, you had Morecambe in 20th, which would be survival which 21st was it which is still survival so we'd still take that I suppose based on the first couple of games of the season opening day victory against Walsall probably deserved to win that one and then played off the park on Saturday against Mansfield Town it's been a bit of a mixed bag so far
4: yeah, um, it's it's interesting you use that word, um, that phrase when you came on my uh, uh, on my show in terms of recruitment, and I guess it's probably going to be a, a mixed bag in terms of uh, in terms of results and performances for for Morecambe this season. Um, I think that's probably a disappointment that you weren't able to lay a glove on Mansfield uh, last weekend, um, but I also feel given. Um, yeah, you know, some of the, situa- the situation with the ownership—it's not gone as bad as, as as it could have been. You know, don't get me wrong; things could have, could could be in a worse position, but certainly it could be in a better position as well. Um, and it's pretty much as you were in terms of ownership. So, um, I think. From that standpoint, I think you've kind of got to give a little bit of leeway to Derek Adams and the team and say, you know, a lot of players that are making a bit of a jump to this level um, and you're relying on someone like Adam Mayer, who's prodigiously talented, but he's still only 19. That kind of shows where Malcolm are at at the moment a little bit.
0: Our front three, Adam Mayer, Michael Mellon, Tom Bloxham, uh, they are all 19 years old. We've got JJ McKitt...
4: He's got a physical shot on him, by the way, Tom Bloxham, hasn't he? Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he put one in Rosehead on, on Saturday. He should have broke the back of the net, really. But uh, less said about that, the better. But they're all 19. We've got JJ McKinnon, who is 20. We've gone in the final third, we've got a very youthful um set up as it stands obviously the transfer window still got a little bit to go hopefully we can get a bit more experience uh, through the door but i suppose is it fair to say gab that, that when you're relying on youth like that you're gonna it's gonna be hit and miss and players like tom bloxham uh, on loan from Shrewsbury, they're here because they're not quite the finished article yet so f- as fans we, we need to give them perhaps a little bit more leeway
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fair to say. And then I think probably when you do bring experienced players in, you are looking at players who are maybe a little bit past their sell by date in terms of the wider market, but they've you feel like maybe Derek Adams has a certain amount of faith in him. In some cases he's worked with them before. I think there's two three examples of Morecambe signings where you've got Jan Songo there, you've got Jordan Slew, you know, a bit of a yeah a bit of a Derek Adams crew there. Um so, you know, maybe that sort of link between Derek Adams and the player maybe can extract that extra bit out of some of those a couple of those experienced players. So yeah, you're definitely going to need that um, that balance. I mean hopefully you can bring one or two more in between now and the end of the window.
0: It looks very much as if uh, League Two, similar to League One uh, last season. Is it fair to say, Gab, that that the league as a whole is probably, if not the most competitive it's ever been, certainly the most competitive it's been for quite some time?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you've just got to look at how some of the big hitters in this league um, uh, have have actually struggled so far. Um, And OK, we're only two games in, but you look at it, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, Doncaster have made some statement signings. They've lost their first two. There's clubs as big as Tramere and Swindon that have um, uh, not got the results they wanted early doors. Wrexham with their sort of Hollywood uh, Hollywood owners, one point from their first two games. Stockport County, they've lost their first two, um, first two games. They're favourites for the title going into it. Even Notts County, uh, who came up with Wrexham, and um, people were expecting huge things. They did manage to get their first win on Saturday, but they were actually trounced five-one by Sutton on the opening day. Um, mixed bag as well for, for Bradford City as well. So, um, yeah, I think a lot can uh, a lot can change. Uh, very uh, intriguing start, but uh, I think that just shows how competitive a league it's going to be, and you're going to expect. Um, <clears throat> Some of those clubs that I've mentioned to put a run together, but I think it also highlights how some of those clubs maybe might underachieve a little bit this season just because it is such a competitive division.
0: There's always the ups and downs. Like you say, there's always the, the the surprise packages as well. I'm not saying Morecambe necessarily are going to be one of those surprise packages this season. But it makes for, like you say, an intriguing division, doesn't it? You can look at it on paper and think, oh, it's it's League 2. It's, it's, it's the bottom tier of the EFL. Oh, well, and, and you can kind of be a bit sniffy about it. But the reality is there's some good sides in this division. And that's going to make for some good football.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean... Let's look towards the top of the embryonic table, Dave, because um, you you look at the the way Mansfield have started. um, I was actually a little bit um, concerned about Mansfield, but uh, both their performances so far, even though they haven't taken quite maximum points, um, I think they've been really strong and certainly very dominant against your lot. You've got Gillingham, well backed by American investors um, and managed by Neil Harris. Um, and then you've got MK Dons who um, have uh, have picked this season to, uh, <laughs> uh, to have that 100% winning record, they've got that so far um, and then I want to come to Barrow actually because I'm really excited about them and uh, Pete Wild, is the manager that I'm a huge fan of, I think he's got an awful lot of potential, so lively and passionate and animated on the sidelines I think that translates to his players, um, I feel they've recruited well so I'm excited to see what they can do, so really exciting, um, really Exciting season.
0: Let's talk rule changes and rule tweaks if we can, Gab. It's been uh, a bit of a, a hot topic, hasn't it? Certainly in terms of stoppage time. Uh, we had uh, 21 minutes, I think, of stoppage time against Warsaw on the opening day of the season. And then, bizarrely, the end of the first half against Mansfield on Saturday, just one minute. So it's been fluctuating. Well, I mean, we considered a goal in that one minute. Don't get me wrong, but it's been fluctuating wildly between the two. It's got to settle down, hasn't it? It's a bit ridiculous at the moment.
4: Yeah, a little bit. I, I think it's, it's done to stamp out the time wasting because, um, I think before the rules, there was a lot of time where the ball was out of play. And obviously, if you're trying to hold on to a lead and trying to keep the ball in play for as little as possible, um, that's kind of going to favour you as opposed to maybe the entertainment value of the game. Um, But at the same time, I I don't know. Maybe it just feels like a big thing to get used to. But having sort of 10 minutes of stoppage time um, just feels like a lot, doesn't it?
0: I suppose the, the rule makers will say, well, if you play by the rules, there won't be that amount of stoppage time. If you're not wasting it in the first place, it, it can't be racked up. And, and the same with the yellow cards as well. That's going to take a bit of getting used to, isn't it? People, first couple of weeks of the season, being cautioned for, for, for seemingly nothing. We had a player cautioned on the opening day of the season because he threw the wrong ball back into play, the one that had gone out of play, rather than picking up the one that was on the cone, which uh, just seems a little bit overzealous almost.
4: It does a little bit, doesn't it? And um, I think you want to keep keep the cards to uh, to a minimum because obviously you want to see 11 against 11 where possible. So um, that does seem uh, does seem a bit much, doesn't it? Well,
0: I think we're going to get in the realms of we're going to need 30, 35-man squads if we're, if we're not careful. And it's these silly bookings, though, I suppose, isn't it? You
4: might have to dust, dust your boots off, Dave. <laughs> uh,
0: they're, not, they're not that desperate, yet. Um, <laughs> it's going to get to the point, though, Gab, isn't it, where... People are going to be suspended and key players, not just for Morgan, but key players are going to find themselves suspended f- for picking up these silly bookings at the start of the season before perhaps it settled down for over... I think Faz Rawson got booked for his celebration on Saturday and it, all he did was go into the crowd and he got mobbed and, and that was a yellow card. It didn't quite work. It didn't quite comprehend really, but it's, there's going to be consequences, aren't there? There's going to be suspensions for key games to key players because of these changes early in the season.
4: Yeah, and, and again, you want to see matches played between teams when they've got their best players available. And I think if you accumulate bookings for silly things like that, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, the thing is, I really like in the Farron-Drawson um, incident, I really like that emotion is a big part of football and that fan, that players do get carried away with it because you don't want sort of players to be kind of behaving like robots. And I think you want them to kind of have that emotion in the game. I think that brings the magic to it. So are we almost in in the danger of trying to make the game so perfect, so refined, that actually it loses its uh, its sparkle a little bit?
0: Absolutely. It's not like the 60s and 70s, is it, where you'd score the winning goal in the last minute and just be a little, little polite handshake with your teammate, and then you'd run back to the halfway line. We want that passion. We want that enthusiasm because it's what makes the modern game what it is so uh hopefully the the, the rule changes can uh, can settle down and uh we're not gonna have those those silly amounts of time wasted all those silly cautions but uh one thing's for certain gab i think as you've alluded to it, it's it's made for an interesting first couple of weeks of the season and, and i guess when you've you've had that long summer break of a few months i don't know about you well in fact i do know about you you're dying to get back into it aren't you
4: yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's funny, isn't it? Because you spend um, you spend a couple of months sort of uh, researching all the teams and trying to work out where each team's going to be at, and then it starts, and it can go completely against uh, against what you're thinking. That's ju- that's just the magic of football, isn't it? Um, but yeah, no, great, great to have it all back, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in for another season of uh, of thrills.
0: Let's just have one final word, Gab, about uh, Morecambe's opponents on Saturday, if we make because this would be the point when I'd usually get somebody from the opposition on, uh, Bradford, but uh, with, with nobody available, unfortunately, for various reasons. How do you see Bradford's start to the season, Gab, and, and, and their expectations as a football club?
4: Um, yeah, I think it's been mixed. Um, they uh, Obviously, Bradford City at this level, we're holding them to very high standards because they're a, a huge club. Um, I think they were a little bit unconvincing last season. Um, and I think because it's a strengthened league, I think they're going to have to improve as a team if they want to get into the top seven again, let alone, let alone the top three, because of the nature of the competition. Um, obviously, a disappointing opening day defeat at Crawley. Um, but I think a couple of the signings they've made uh, Alex Patterson in midfield has brought them a lot of energy, and Clarkador um, has uh, has started well as well. So um, I think a couple of those additions have uh, have definitely helped them, and obviously they they both scored in that that victory over over Colchester. So they'll be hoping I think that, that can that can help them go on a run.
0: Gab, always appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I know you're you're a a very, very busy man. You've managed to slot in 15 minutes with us, which uh, is really appreciated. Uh, We're getting you in the commentary box on Shrimps Live a few times uh, this season as well, which we're really looking forward to. And I I think when you are on on Shrimps Live, Gab, it gives gives the whole thing a different insight because I think your football brain is wired up a bit differently to most people's.
4: <laughs> I've been called uh, big-headed before but it's slightly different slightly different context. Um no I, I, yeah it's um I always love to 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 come on. I think I think we're doing Forest Green aren't we? So looking forward to looking forward to that. Um obviously one last time last time we we're at Forest Green so uh, hopefully another another late uh, Farandross and header
0: the tightest press box in the world at, at, at the new lawn as well. I had to sort of stand sideways in it, because the, 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 the gap between the, the row I was on and the row in front was just it was about four inches, and, and there's no way on my legs were going to get there. So we'll, we'll have to squeeze in again, but looking forward to that gap. Thanks so much again, my friend. Always love to chat to you. Uh, give us before you go. Everybody knows where to find you, but just in case, where can we find the Gab's certain experience?
4: Well you can find the Gab Sutton experience on Twitter at Gab Sutton. Uh, you can also follow the hashtag EFL debate. Um, we didn't do this last week because I was ill but this week we'll be doing uh, the EFL debate on League Two uh, which we do on Thursdays at 7.30. We sometimes have your friend uh, Joel Shooter on so um, look forward to, uh, to to doing that um, and um, yeah just chatting all things uh, all things League Two and, uh, and the EFL. So you can follow me on Twitter at Gab certain, and you can follow the hashtag EFL Debate.
0: Lovely stuff, Gab. Thank you so much, my friend. And uh, we'll hopefully uh, see you very soon. And of course, looking forward to Forest Green Rovers uh, in a little bit uh, as well for uh, for co commentary on Shrimp's Live. So uh, thanks very much. We'll speak to you next time, mate. Cheers, mate Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC
1: on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimp's Live from Beyond Radio.